2 Kings 6 1-7-20 Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, Please take note that the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan, where each of us can get a log so we can build ourselves a place to live there. Go, said Elisha. Then one of them said, Please come with your servants. I will come, he replied. So Elisha went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they began to cut down some trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh, master, he cried out, it was borrowed. Where did it fall? Asked the man of God. And when he showed him the place, the man of God cut a stick, threw it there, and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said, and the man reached out his hand and took it. Now the king of Aram was at war against Israel. After consulting with his servants, he said, My camp will be in such and such a place. Then the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Be careful passing by this place, for the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel sent word to the place the man of God had pointed out. Time and again Elisha warned the king, so that he was on his guard in such places. For this reason the king of Aram became enraged and called his servants to demand of them, Tell me, which one of us is on the side of the king of Israel? But one of his servants replied, No one, my lord the king. For Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. So the king said, Go and see where he is, that I may send men to capture him. On receiving the report, Elisha is in Dothan, the king of Aram sent horses, chariots, and a great army. They went there by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. So he asked Elisha, Oh, my master, what are we to do? Do not be afraid, Elisha answered, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the Arameans came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, Please strike these people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha told them, This is not the way, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will take you to the man you are seeking. And he led them to Samaria. When they had entered Samaria, Elisha said, O Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked around and discovered that they were in Samaria. And when the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he replied. Would you kill those you have captured with your own sword or bow? Set food and water before them, that they may eat and drink and then return to their master. So the king prepared a great feast for them, and after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away, and they returned to their master. And the Aramean raiders did not come into the land of Israel again. Some time later, Ben-Hadad king of Aram assembled his entire army and marched up to besiege Samaria. So there was a great famine in Samaria. Indeed, they besieged the city so long that a donkey's head sold for eighty shekels of silver, and a quarter cab of dove's dung sold for five shekels of silver. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried out to him, Help me, my lord the king. He answered, If the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? From the threshing floor or the wine press? Then the king asked her, What is the matter? And she answered, This woman said to me, Give up your son, that we may eat him, and tomorrow we will eat my son. So we boiled my son and ate him, and the next day I said to her, Give up your son, that we may eat him. But she had hidden her son. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. And as he passed by on the wall, the people saw the sackcloth under his clothes next to his skin. He announced, May God punish me, and ever so severely, if the head of Elisha son of Shaphat remains on his shoulders through this day.
Now Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent a messenger ahead, but before he arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Do you see how this murderer has sent someone to cut off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door to keep him out. Is not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him? While Elisha was still speaking with them, the messenger came down to him. And the king said, This calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says, About this time tomorrow at the gate of Samaria, a shea of fine flour will sell for a shekel, and two siahs of barley will sell for a shekel. But the officer on whose arm the king leaned answered the man of God, Look, even if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, could this really happen? You will see it with your own eyes, replied Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate, and they said to one another, Why just sit here until we die? If we say, Let us go into the city, we will die there from the famine in the city, but if we sit here, we will also die. So come now, let us go over to the camp of the Arameans. If they let us live, we will live, if they kill us, we will die. So they arose at twilight and went to the camp of the Arameans. But when they came to the outskirts of the camp, there was not a man to be found. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots, horses, and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel must have hired the kings of the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us. Thus the Arameans had arisen and fled at twilight, abandoning their tents and horses and donkeys. The camp was intact, and they had run for their lives. When the lepers reached the edge of the camp, they went into a tent to eat and drink. Then they carried off the silver, gold, and clothing, and went and hid them. On returning, they entered another tent, carried off some items from there, and hid them. Finally, they said to one another, We are not doing what is right. Today is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until morning light, our sin will overtake us. Now, therefore, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called out to the gatekeepers of the city, saying, We went to the Aramean camp and no one was there not a trace only tethered horses and donkeys, and the tents were intact. The gatekeepers shouted the news, and it was reported to the king's household. So the king got up in the night and said to his servants, Let me tell you what the Arameans have done to us. They know we are starving, so they have left the camp to hide in the field, thinking, When they come out of the city, we will take them alive and enter the city. But one of his servants replied, Please, have scouts take five of the horses that remain in the city. Their plight will be no worse than all the Israelites who are left here. You can see that all the Israelites here are doomed. So let us send them and find out. Then the scouts took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them after the Aramean army, saying, Go and see. And they tracked them as far as the Jordan, and indeed, the whole way was littered with the clothing and equipment the Arameans had thrown off in haste. So the scouts returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Arameans. It was then that a shea of fine flour sold for a shekel, and two siahs of barley sold for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose arm he leaned to be in charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gateway, and he died, just as the man of God had foretold when the king had come to him. It happened just as the man of God had told the king, about this time tomorrow at the gate of Samaria, two siahs of barley will sell for a shekel, and a shea of fine flour will sell for a shekel. And the officer had answered the man of God, Look, even if the Lord were to make windows in heaven, could this really happen? So Elisha had replied, You will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat any of it. And that is just what happened to him. The people trampled him in the gateway, and he died. Acts 15 36-16 Now after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Indeed, having turned back, let us look after the brothers, how they are, 
in every city in which we have announced the word of the Lord. Now Barnabas purposed also to take along John, called Mark. But Paul thought fit not to take him along, the one having withdrawn from them from Pamphylia and not having gone with them to the work. Therefore a sharp disagreement arose, so that they separated from one another. And Barnabas having taken Mark, sailed to Cyprus. But Paul, having chosen Silas, went forth, having been committed to the grace of the Lord by the brothers. And he was passing through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. And he came also to Derbe and to Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there, named Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman and a Greek father, who was well spoken of by the brothers in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted this one to go forth with him, and having taken him, he circumcised him on account of the Jews being in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. And while they were passing through the cities, they were delivering to them to keep the decrees decided on by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So indeed the churches were strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number every day. And having passed through Phrygia and the Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia, and having come down to Mysia, they were attempting to go into Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. And having passed by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul during the night, a certain man of Macedonia was standing and beseeching him and saying, Having passed over into Macedonia, help us. Now when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go forth to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And having sailed from Troas, we made a straight course to Samothrace, and on the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia, a colony. Now we were staying some days in this city. And on the day of the Sabbaths, we went forth outside the city gate, by a river, where there was customary to be a place of prayer. And having sat down, we began speaking to the women having gathered. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Theatera, worshipping God, was listening. The Lord opened her heart to attend to the things being spoken by Paul. And when she was baptized, and her house, she begged, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, having entered into my house, abide. And she persuaded us. Psalm 142 1-7 A Maskell of David, when he was in the cave. A prayer. I cry aloud to the Lord, I lift my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before Him, I reveal my trouble to Him. Although my spirit grows faint within me, you know my way. Along the path I travel they have hidden a snare for me. Look to my right and see, no one attends to me. There is no refuge for me, no one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am brought quite low. Rescue me from my pursuers, for they are too strong for me. Free my soul from prison, that I may praise your name. The righteous will gather around me because of your goodness to me. Proverbs 17 24-25 Wisdom is the focus of the discerning, but the eyes of a fool wander to the ends of the earth. A foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him.